you've had years of frustration, but here is the grandest celebration. You get to hoist the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin, it's your honor. Come on up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 131 Podcast. Today is episode six, and today we're going to be covering the play and matchups for the return to hockey. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram at 131, and you can also follow us on Twitter at 131pod. On Tuesday, Gary Bettman announced that hockey is returning, and he went into great detail about the, you know, the four phases of return to play, and I'm not going to, we're not going to really cover the four phases because today we're just going to talk about the play and matchup. Yeah. They, they even said that the first game of the season might be the winner classic. Yeah. It's, I really like don't know what's going to happen, but anyway, like I'm, I'm always excited for playoff hockey. I think it's the best hockey and that's what we're going to cover today. We're going to go through every matchup. Uh, we put a poll up on our Instagram about whether or not to drop uh 20 minute episodes or the whole hour and a half and, you guys said something and we listened. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to drop 15 to 20 minute uh, mini sods for you guys. So we're going to start off in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Boston is the first seed, followed behind Tampa, Washington, and Philly. Rightfully so. Those teams work their bags off this season, especially Philly coming down the stretch. But the first matchup in the play-in is the fifth seed Pittsburgh versus the 12th seed Montreal Canadiens. So, Dude. yeah, let's 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 go. Um, do you, uh, let me let me hop in here and uh, start this one off, dude. Pittsburgh versus Montreal. Like, <laughs> could you have more? Like, could it be more lopsided on paper with the amount of skill Pittsburgh has compared to Montreal? It's insane, dude. And you know what's crazy is that they're getting Jake Gensel back. Yeah, and you have a rested Crosby, Malkin, and Latang who have have some hard miles on them from playoff runs, the Olympics, everything else, world championships. These guys are going to be ready. And the big question is, man, who's going to be the starting goalie? Are we going to see Tristan Jarik maybe come in over Matt Murray? I think... I know you and I have talked about this off air, but I think Matt Murray is going to get the start. You know, obviously he has a cup to his name, and but I and I know Jari was just like tearing it up when Murray was not doing yeah. well. Uh, another guy on the team, dude, Patrick Marlowe, seasoned vet yeah. that's uh, got some playoff uh, experience. That doesn't have a cup, but he's another one that's rested. But he, I mean, I think he excels in the playoffs just because how well the skater he is. Just when you compare like him and Joe Thornton, like Marlowe definitely can sustain more success now with his skating game compared to how Thornton plays. That's way off topic, but just something I always compare them to. Yeah. And I think Marlowe is a good addition for them just because he's a veteran and, you know, he really wants to win a cup. Like yep. he's, he's been playing for 18 years. Like this guy, it's, it's hit. He needs to win one before his career is over. Interestingly enough, though, Montreal is going to get back Thomas Tatar, Victor Mete, and Jonathan Druin. But I just don't think that Montreal 
can beat a deep, experienced playoff team like Pittsburgh. The X factor for them is price. It's price has to be the yeah. world class goalie for them even to have a chance. And Weber needs to eat a ton of good minutes. Yeah. Um, in the regular season, Pittsburgh won two games out of three. And I just like, depending on the playoff format, I feel like so. If you guys don't know, the playoff format for these play in games are it's a best of five. Am I right? Uh, we yeah, you're right. right it's best of the five. We uh, did we could see a sweep here. Yeah, I, I wrote the same thing down. Uh, I think Pitts, Pitt, Pittsburgh is just going to sweep Montreal. Um, I don't think Montreal can steal a game at all. It's just no. Pittsburgh is too top heavy. They they're gonna they're just gonna beat Montreal. Yeah, you're going against Crosby and Malkin for what two uh, two thirds of the game. Good luck. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's insane. So I think we can, can kind of conclude here that Pittsburgh, we think Pittsburgh is going to win. This is going to, this, this is going to be a shit kicking in my opinion. Yeah. So let's move on to the six seed Carolina hurricanes versus the 11 seed New York Rangers and the regular this season, the Rangers won four games out of four and yeah. Uh, go ahead. This is going to be an interesting one. This might be one of my favorites of the East, personally. Um, I mean, we saw the success that the Hurricanes had last year, losing to the Bruins um, and, and how far they went. But, dude, this Rangers team is rejuvenated from their run when they had, you know, Rick Nash and all those guys, Marty St. Louis. Um, this is a good one, man. Um, I want to start off here talking about the Canes. One thing I see with them, they have a ton of depth. Like, they're not – they don't – they obviously we, – we can agree here. Their two best players are Sveshnikov and Ajo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- they seem like they have depth down the middle. You have Stahl. You have, you have very good glue guys that this – they're going to be competitive. A guy that I think needs to be a workhorse in this series is Jacob Slavin. Yeah, Slavin. That, that whole back end – oh, uh, they're going to get Dougie Hamilton back. So, yeah. That's Dougie a Hamilton huge... and Jacob Slavin, like that. That's a huge plus for Carolina. Yeah, I uh, hopefully. I wonder if they're going to be very careful with Hamilton just because he's coming off a major lower body injury. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me though, so this, so when I was kind of dissecting this series, um, so Carolina is a six seed and the Rangers are an eleven seed, but. If you actually look at the standings, the Rangers are only two points behind Carolina. So, like, when people look at this series, they shouldn't be getting caught up in the it's yeah. six versus eleven because they, that from six to twelve it was super close. Besides Montreal, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Blue Jackets, and the Hurricanes, yeah. and the Rangers were trending in the right direction. They were like right there, in my opinion, with like Philly kind of like peaking at the right time like the last thing i remember was uh zabinajad had the five goal game and him and panarin were just lighting up the league yeah i i wrote that down too zabinajad and panarin are absolutely lighting it up um they're gonna get chris Kreider back who he fractured his foot his ankle literally the day after like it's it was within a week after the contract extension yeah so they're gonna get him back and one of the questions i have is is this is this Henrik Lundqvist's last 
stand? Like, is he going to be the starter? Is it going to be Gorgia? I, I said, be... could we see? Could we see him on the bench? If he say he comes, he he'll he'll probably start the the series. But say like he gives up a couple pizzas and they're down, you know, in the first period, three nothing. And say there's three soft goals. One of those two goalies are going to come in, and if they if they run, they could run with either one of them, in my opinion. Yeah. So. The Rangers goalie depth, it's going to go Lundqvist, Gorgiev, and then Shesterkin. And so that means one of them is probably going to have to sit back in New York. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting matchup. And for me, I have the Rangers upsetting Carolina three games to one. What do you think? Yep, I agree uh, 100%. Um, the, another guy that I, I want to keep my eye on for on the, on the Rangers – is Adam Fox and, and actually him and D'Angelo. Those two have to be studs. Like they, they're going to, I know Trub is the big money guy, but he isn't their best defenseman. It's got to be Fox and D'Angelo that are going to have to run, run that back end. I know, I mean, Mark Stahl has some experience in the playoffs, but he's older. I don't think he skates as well as he did in the past. So um, those guys have to be legit and especially Adam Fox. Yeah. This is a young Rangers team. It's going to be Capo Caco's first time in the, the – it's not really the playoffs. It's the postseason because they haven't made it to the the, the original 16. So, yep. this will be a good chance for those young guys to get some experience in uh, tight games and, and what playoff hockey is all about. So, I think we both agree that New York Rangers are going to upset the Carolina Hurricanes 3-1 to one in this series. Next up, we're going to go to the seventh-seeded New York Islanders against the tenth-seeded Florida Panthers. Dude, what do you think? This is a good, another good one. You have a you have a run-and-gun Panthers team against a structured defensive Islanders team. And let's be real here. What wins in the playoffs with that style? It's usually the, the deeper team. Yep. So, I, first thing I see with the Islanders is depth and structure. Yeah, the New York Islanders also went 3-0 and in the regular season. Uh, the only reason why I bring up, like, regular season uh, records is it just kind of – not saying it's the best indicator because we've seen upsets. We, we know that once you get to the playoffs, the regular season doesn't mean anything. But it's just a, it's just a nice stat to look at to see how they did during the, the regular season. Um, so just starting with the Islanders, um, Barzell is going to – He's he's played good playoff hockey. He's gonna have to be he's gonna have to be their offensive catalyst in my opinion. Yeah, him, Beauvillier, Eberly, Josh Bailey. Fuck him. Um and your boy <laughs> your boy Anders Lee. My boy Anders Lee. Yeah, they they play such a structured defensive game. I just don't see the Panthers being able to break through. Um this is also a rematch. If you remember the twenty sixteen playoffs. Uh, except the Islanders don't have Tavares this time, so he can't yep. stick the dagger in double overtime. I'll never forget that goal, that the wraparound. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. That was that was sick, um, dude. Could we possibly see this Russian Ilya uh, Soror- uh, Sorokin coming in to join the team? Because they haven't. No one's talked about their rosters yet, but I know he's he's now living in the states. So this kid could he could be their goalie. So, if I remember correctly, it's it's Grice, Varlamov, Varlamov, and him, and then him. 
I, if say he looks really good in like their training camp or whatever they do, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they roll with him. I mean, look back to when Trotz uh, put down, um, put down Braden Holpe for uh, what was it, Phoenix Copley in the playoffs. Remember when they were down two nothing to Columbus? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I wouldn't be surprised here. Um, another guy that we got to talk about that's coming back, who I I think he's a very good depth piece on their back end, is Adam Pellick. Yep, Pellick. He's got a bomb, dude. Yeah. Him and I mean, you have Boychuk has a bomb. You're thinking of Ryan Pollock, I think, not Adam Pellick. E- yeah, either him, Alan K- uh, Quine, whatever his last name is, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I just think that Florida. They have re- like Barkov is so good. We've talked about him before. Huberdo, Huberdo, under most underrated player in the NHL, in my opinion. Dadunov. Yep, you have Quenville on the behind the bench, who's a very seasoned playoff coach, and arguably is probably the best coach of our like of our time watching hockey. He's, I mean, he's got what three cups in ten years. The Hawks. He went deep in his runs with St. Louis. He's he's a playoff coach. Yeah, he is. And I think Bobrovsky is going to need to play big. Yeah, he can't play like dog shit. He's a $10 million goalie. Uh, yeah. Another – Ekblad and Matheson are going to have to be very good shut, uh, shutdown defensemen. I know Yandel's kind of a more of a riverboat gambler, and he's going to get his points, but he's going to take chances. And th- th- those are the guys that need to be there um, to really log quality minutes and shut them down. Yeah. Um. So for me, I have the Islanders taking this series three games to one. Yeah, I I have it. I have three games to two Islanders. I think I could see the Panthers sneak like sneak out game one, right? Go up one. I see the Islanders winning like back to back, going up two one, and then the Panthers getting one, and then them beating them in the last game. Yeah. You think there are going to be any overtime games? Uh yes, I and I could see as as bad as this sounds, it could be like a one nothing OT game, just because of how defensive the Islanders play and they really don't take risks. And yeah, that's I see I could see that happening. I I don't see any high scoring games in the series. No, I don't see any either. I mean, maybe I I feel like I feel like if I feel like so what you said, uh, Florida wins one. Islanders take two in a row, and then that fourth game, I feel like Florida just kind of like just roughs yeah. them up a bit, and just it goes up like four to one. And I think too, when you see it, if in fact this happens, say the, the Panthers lose, are they gonna be? Or do you think they would think to themselves, "Wow, we really should not have gotten rid of Vincent Trocheck"? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like. Weird. I, yeah. I I still can't wrap my head around that trade. It actually kind of pisses me off sometimes, which is pretty sad since what hockey's is, not even. What do they get in return? Eric Halla, who's okay. good, but Eric Halla has been plagued by horrible injuries, especially lower body injuries. Yeah. Um, but I think in the end here, we we the consensus is we we believe the Islanders are going to be the Panthers. Yep, I, I agree with that. And last play-in matchup in the east which i think is gonna be my favorite to watch is eighth seed toronto maple leaves versus the ninth seeded columbus blue jackets what do you think dude all right so let's start with the leafs and 
what I what I'm taking away from here is Austin Matthews and John Tavares need to be the studs that they are getting paid for up the middle. That's the key here for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, um, I See, don't think for me. So, for, sorry, it's all good for me though. Like ter- the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets are such polar opposite teams. So it's going to be fun. I feel like it's just going to be fun to friggin' watch this one. I'm excited to see Mitch Marner get his ass kicked because he is soft <laughs> as warm butter. Dude, he's going to go into the corner and he's just going to get mashed up. I would love to see Brandon Dubinsky just kill him, but I don't think Brandon Dubinsky's playing for them anymore. Yeah, I don't. I I think he's still on the team. I just don't know what. What's he had a little on? bit of an incident in Vegas, and it never really like it, he did something stupid. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not going to get into it, but I don't think he's playing anymore. Yeah, I just think that you know, I don't think Toronto is going to be able to handle the Blue Jackets. You know, you know, rough and grind style in the corners. Yeah, and uh, Freddie's got to be good too. Yep. Um, who's going to start? Is Elvis going to start? Do you think for Columbus? I feel like he is. That's yeah. And I feel like he thing is. Too, uh, this is a coaching mismatch. You have Torts going against Sheldon Keefe, who hasn't even had a playoff as a head coach yet in the NHL. And Torts has a cup and has a ton of playoff experience. Yeah, I just go back to last year. Columbus Blue Jackets upsetting historically one of the best teams ever. Yeah, it's very true. And they gave Boston – I mean, Boston – they did not match well with Boston because it's kind of how they play. Just Boston had more depth. Um, yeah. Dude, Jones and Wawrenski are going to have to log a shitload of time. Well, you know, you know that Jones is definitely going to do it. You know that Wawrenski's yeah, definitely going to jo- do it. Yeah, I'd assume you'd see Jones out whenever Matthews is out. Oh, definitely. Um, but in my opinion, uh, I'm going I'm going here at Leafs 3 T- three to two you're taking toronto i am i'm I taking columbus I, I, man i i hate that i'm taking the leafs here but i i just don't see I, I don't know i just don't see the blue jackets like dude like jones and Wierenski would have to push the offense so hard to to like keep up with toronto as much as i hate toronto i'm taking toronto here yeah i'm actually taking columbus blue jackets three to two in this series I can I can understand that, but yeah, this is I'm not gonna lie, man. This is probably the least interested of the East side that of the series. I I hate both teams. I'm really not a or I don't hate the Blue Jackets. I'm just not super interested in them. Um, and I hate the Leafs, but I can't believe I'm taking the fucking Leafs. I'm I'm actually ex- I'm like th- dude. This is like our first like big disagreement. I'm actually excited to watch Toronto and Columbus. Um, Another, but guy- I'm also I'm also excited to watch Pittsburgh and Montreal. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, a guy I forgot to talk about that's coming back for the Leafs, and he's going to be an X Factor is Jake Muzzin. Yep, Jake Muzzin came over from yep. the Kings last year. Yep. So uh, that's that's a wrap on the East. Uh, we gave our thoughts, and uh, let's uh, let's transition over to the West, dude.